Coffee with Clarissa on Money FM 89.3. This is Clarissa Montero, coffee cup in my hand, and Derek Tan, founder of Voices for Animals, right in front of me. Good afternoon, Derek. Good afternoon, Clarissa. Hello. You know, I, I. You saved my life, you know that, right? Mm, for some reason, yes. <laughs> my mom passed away about three years ago. I was miserable because she was my best friend. And what made it worse was about a month before my mom passed, her dog, who had lived with us for like 16 years, also passed away. It's like they both gave up at the same time. And so I was very lost. I didn't even have a dog to hold and cuddle and... And, you know, just be sad with that. And a girlfriend told me I should get in touch with you. And you found me, Consuela, who is now my my queen. Yes, she is. I'm her slave, you know. And you do that for a lot of people. You find, you match them with, with these dogs that you rescue. But the thing that's very interesting is you rescue dogs that are equally broken. And Because I say that I was broken when I found Consuela. But she was equally broken as well. She had been discarded. Nobody wanted her. She had been through a few adoption rounds and nobody took her home, right? Yeah. I mean, and you always said, oh, it's fate. She was meant to be yours. And I believe that. But at the same time, there's so many beautiful dogs at your facility who don't, people just don't pick up. Why is that? I think a lot of people still have that, uh, the concept of they wanted to start dogs with, they wanted to start that off with puppies. Mm. Not knowing that the senior dogs can actually be better as well because, um, yeah, a lot, I mean, being human, I think the looks of what we want is always very, very critical. Everybody wants beautiful things. So we actually have to get people to understand that all these senior dogs, they are equally good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think in some ways senior dogs are actually better. They are. Because they're calmer. Um, they're not, for, for some of, like someone like me, I'm very busy. I, I'm not necessarily at home as much as I should be with a, a young puppy. But a senior dog's okay with that. It's like, okay, when you come home, then you pay attention with, to me, right? But a puppy needs more attention than that. So in that sense, a senior dog's actually a better choice for busy professionals, I think. It all depends because you see sometimes um, the senior dogs they can actually be very needy as well <laughs> because you know um, it's always they are um, they have been in the facilities for very long sure. and they have never seen people they have never been loved before mm -hmm. so when they actually fell in love with you so that's it they want everything from you as well just like puppy so a lot of people say that puppy will give more love no senior dogs give it, give love even more. Right, well, then maybe I'm lucky. Yeah? Because Consuela doesn't bother me for anything. She waits until I have time to give her, and then she just enjoys the attention and the love. And then when I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm very busy, I have to go back to work, and I've got my laptop, I reach out for my laptop, she goes back to her bed. And she knows, okay, that's it, I'm done. And she lets me, she lets me go to work, which is great. And so I'm very blessed. So you made the right choice with Consuela. Yeah. <laughs> but where did this come from? Where did this love for animals, this, this need, this want that you feel to help them come from? Is it your childhood? Was it something that happened to you? Uh, I think it started off when I was young mm -hmm. and being a, I mean, a rebellious kid when I was young, in the, in the youngest day. Mm -hmm. And animal actually kept me insane. Yeah, in a way that, you know, my mom will always use, because in the past, my parents doesn't agree with me having animals. Right. But I had a chance to own a dog mm -hmm. and 
that is the thing that they use it to control me, the dog. Ah. So like for example, if you're not coming home by certain times, I'm going to let your dog go. I'm going to cook your dog. But that's what my mom said. Sure. So Slightly older style of parenting. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, if one day you're going to come back so late and well, you're going to have, I'm uh, going to prepare some bread and you know, the curry dog is going to be safe. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened. Well, my mom told well, that's me. Well, like $30,000 of therapy, right? Yeah, I there. know. Yeah. <laughs> But you know that was the time. Parents were were that way, I, and they and they did say things like that. But you ended up great, and you, I've seen you with the animals. It doesn't matter whether it's a rabbit or a cat or a bird, chickens, chicken, chicken. Yes, yeah. I know you've got your chickens now. You don't care. You you love them all the same. Yeah. So what drives you? What what makes it worth your while to do this? It's a charity. It's hard work. I think I think it's just that you know. Knowing their past, like their plights, mm-hmm. so every every animals deserve a chance. I mean, I'm not like a Superman that I can rescue everything. Sure. But at any point in time that something just surfaces, I take it as fate. You know, they appeared in front of you for a reason. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see some animals, like an- animals in need of help, I mean, I'll definitely take in. Just like uh, I share with you a case today, a dog was being abandoned mm-hmm. and it was uh, on a highway, just in the drain. So chance came, the fate came in. I appeared and I saw the dog and I pick it up and now he's at the vet now. And what happens to this dog? Is it is Voices for Animals a no-kill facility? Yeah, Voices for Animals is a no-kill facility. We, I mean, um, we have never put any animals to sleep. The only one that we put down was the dog had cancer. Right. So, so she it was, was really a humane suff- choice. It was a humane choice because the dog was really suffering to the point that she refuses her food and she was lethargic and we actually seek opinions from various vets and the vets said that that would be the ideal choice and I think it's time to let her go. So that was the only one we euthanized. But the rest of the dogs, I mean, we actually kept them regards they are like old or handicapped or they have got certain issue, we kept them. You still have Monty, I know. You keep trying to get me yeah, to I know. <laughs> we were just talking about that. And Monty's now what, been there for three years. He's, he's close to 11 years old now. Yeah, and he's, he's been with you for, for three, four three, years? Three, four years, yes. Right. Yeah. I remember when he first came, you were like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. your name is Montero, this dog's Monty. How about taking him home? I'm like, he's a Rottweiler. It's well, not it's a, you, you know? I yeah. <laughs> be, he, no, he's a beautiful dog. He really is. And it's too bad that somebody hasn't taken him. But that's the preconception with big dogs as well. Yeah. So I think because I have been using Monty to educate a lot of people. Because mm. you see, a lot of people see a, uh, uh, what is that, a Rottweiler. Yeah. They feel that they're so threatening. So not they're knowing the that, biggest babies. Yes. So I actually brought Monty to a lot of like... Um, therapy sessions mm-hmm. and he met a lot of people so I started to educate people you know they are they look aggressive they yep. are big they are huge but sometimes you know they can be really gentle they, Monty when he reacted towards uh, kids he was so nice and the kids actually loves him well I find that big dogs German Shepherds Jobermans Rottweilers you know even any big dogs some of the, the terriers that aren't allowed in, in Singapore yes um the one thing that you can say about them, it is conditioning. Either they have really bad owners that didn't socialize them properly. Yes. Then they become very aggressive of and course. they become very territorial because that's, you know, their nature. Mm. They want to protect what is theirs. And that includes their family. But if they are socialized and they are trained properly, these dogs are amazingly loving. Of course. I mean, 
we have seen it. We have, I mean, on the news, we see Rottweiler's attack, German mm, Shepherd attacks. Sure. It was all reported, the big dog's attack. But however, I think the statistics in a way that small dogs attack even more. A Chihuahua can bite. A Jack Russell can bite. I mean, it's all depending on the breed of it, it doesn't it doesn't regards to breed of the dog it's the it's the, the bringing up it's the upbringing it's yeah. it's the conditioning of the animal it's the ownership it comes down to responsible yep. pet ownership if you're not going to spend time with a dog whether it's a small dog or a big dog it's going to be a badly behaved dog like children like children exactly yeah. absolutely <laughs> like children and like children if you don't give them enough attention and enough guidance they go out and they'll do stupid things so will dogs. Yes, they'll become lost in a way that they don't know what is the right thing and what is the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay, so the year of the dog coming up soon, Chinese New Year, right? Are you worried? Of course, uh, I think majority of the animal rescuer, mm-hmm. they'll be very worried when we are ushering the dog's year in. Because we knew that in the past, like, you know, rabbit year, a lot of people actually got rabbit. Mm-hmm. So once we actually passed the rabbit year, a lot of rabbits were being abandoned in a way that a lot of people still think that, you know, Chinese believe that on a particular zodiac uh, animal year, yep. this particular animal will bring them good luck, good right. health and wealth whatsoever. But not knowing that end of the year, the animal grown up from their cuteness and becomes a burden to them, that's the time they started abandoning the animal. So now we are moving into the dog year. So we are all worried about people will get dogs on impulse because they felt that you know in the it'll dog bring year. them luck or, yes and then next year they'll just dump the dogs yep, you know I, I thought that that was just a myth but I read statistics from previous times when it was dog year or you're right rabbit year or even um, if it's a tiger year people go and buy cats that look like tigers you chicken know, year as well chicken people, year people was looking for a chick people called me do we happen to have chicks <laughs> I was like okay yeah. You know, so I, I don't understand that because if you believe that this animal brings you luck, and this is just because I'm not Chinese, so maybe you can help me. If you think that bringing this dog home is going to bring your family luck for the year or it's going to bring you whatever, prosperity, how can it possibly be good if you dump it and you abandon it? Isn't there some kind of a belief within the Chinese beliefs that if you dump it, then that's bad luck? because you didn't do a good thing because it, it, it just makes logical sense to me, right? If, if you bring in the dog, it brings you good luck. To dump it would bring you bad luck. I mean, doesn't that kind of connect? I believe because during the time people um, got animals on impulse. Right. They don't really think. They only thought the initial part that the animal would bring them good, good luck. Mm-hmm. But not knowing at the end of the day what they're going to do with the animal whereby they actually passes their year. Right. So this is something that a lot of impulse buying. Right. Yeah. That also happens at like Christmas time. Kids go, Daddy, 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 I want a cute little puppy. Mommy, 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 can I have a puppy? Can I eat? Does that also happen like a few months after Christmas, people abandon an animal that's maybe six, eight months old then? Yes, it uh, is. That cycle also historical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there, there are statistics in a way that we actually saw during um, festive season. We actually see an increase of abandonment. Okay, in a way that people start uh, spring cleaning their house, mm-hmm. animal will actually have to go. So a lot of people actually, all I want for Christmas as a puppy or a kid, then that's the, the wish of a kid. Right. And the parents, you know, some, some parents will want to spoil their kids because, okay, I'll get them a surprise. Right. But clearly that the kids are not ready for the animals yet. It is a responsibility. Yep. So like, imagine they got a puppy 
at the end of the day that they realize that they can't really take care of the puppy because they have to look after the kids and the puppies. So by the puppy growing out of their cuteness and they become like rebellious kind. They start to pee the pla- pee all over the place. They start chew on everything. Mm-hmm. End of the day, three to six months, the puppy has to go. Right. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I've seen is a lot of families, I've gone to your adoption drives for Voices for Animals, but I've also gone to other people's mm-hmm. adoption drives. And there's a lot, you're right, there's a lot of interest for the puppies because they're so cute. But if there's something slightly wrong with an elder dog, maybe it's not so cute, maybe it's got a scar on the face, maybe it's got one eye missing, maybe it's got one leg missing, you can forget about these dogs getting adopted, right? It's very difficult. It's very difficult because they, uh, as a human, we actually wanted to see the physical appearance Mm. first. A lot of people doesn't understand that they, they don't really look in depth. Right. Yeah. But... Yeah, it just pains us. I'm sure. So I'm hoping that bringing you on, in fact, when, when I looked at some of these statistics, I, I felt I had to bring people like you on to talk about responsible ownership, being very sure before you take that plunge to bring a fur baby home, whether it's a senior, whether it's a puppy. We're not judging you. If you want to go and buy a dog, Sure, fine, whatever. If you want to adopt that uh, dog, that's also great. But understand, it is a responsibility. It's a lifetime for them. It's their lifetime. Yeah. And that lifetime could be years. It could be 10 10, years. 20 some. I know chihuahuas can live to to 20, right? So when I I took Consuela, she was a senior. She's like, what, six, seven years old. She's been with me for three. She's 10 now. She's middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> I've got at least another 10 years with yes, her, right? Yes, and, and that's something that you have to realize. You have to realize that there is a cost involved in, in owning, in pet ownership. There is a time responsibility. There is an attention responsibility, just like a child. But on the flip side of that, I, I think that people should also realize you get so much from them. Well, I'm hearing from the one <laughs> who have been receiving all the good things from Consuela. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, you, there's so much love that you can give them, right? But however much love you give them, it's a hundred times that they I give really to you. I really agree there. And yeah. so, that, you know, the time, the, the, the vet bills and all that, it balances up. And that's something that I hope that people also take away. Because I don't want you know you to go away and then go oh well you know somebody was thinking of getting a dog or but now I'm not going to because it's too much effort and that's <laughs> not the point of this, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. conversation at all. I want people to realize that it's responsible ownership, but it's rewarding. Very rewarding. Very very rewarding, yeah. right? So what do you think is the most rewarding thing about what you do? I think the most rewarding thing that I did is at the end of the day, mm. you find the dogs a really good home, like yourself, Aww. when you send us pictures, you know, how, <laughs> how, how you have been spoiling them, you know, what kind of things they have been receiving. This is something that is the most happiest thing that as a rescuer, you, mm-hmm. can, you can receive from, from all the adopters. I mean, that's something that it just makes me really, really happy and keeps you going. You're waiting for the, the next yep. picture and the next little... Yeah, so I mean, uh, if I would have known, I would have just brought you a present. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, present cannot be returned in a way that I know that yeah, you're a good, yeah, yeah, good yeah, owner. Yeah. I mean, you, you're a bad yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
I, I have two now, remember? Mm-hmm. I, I was convinced to take home another one. Yeah, she did. And yeah. Rosie took me, it, it took me about a year and a half before she would come to me when I called her. Before, uh, before that, if I called, she'd run and hide. So she was even more psychologically damaged, emotionally damaged than Consuela was. It took a lot more patience. It took a lot more commitment on, on my family's part to bring Rosie out of her shell. Well, she's very well adjusted now, now isn't she's it? very bossy, just so you know. So now <laughs> it's time to take another one to, oh, no. to, to rescue another one, to rebuild. Oh yeah. dear. Well, you know what? When is your next adoption drive? We, are, we, are, we might be doing one in end of February. Okay. The date will be re- released on Voices for Animal Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. And just for the record, Voices for Animals is mainly dogs? Dogs, cats, rabbits and chickens. We have to tell Howie Lim, uh, one of our presenters who works just before me, she loves rabbits. <laughs> oh, we have, we have 13. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, get her down. We shall, we shall point that out to her. But all the dogs that you rescue, they are former puppy mill breeders. Yep, they were rescued from puppy farms and I think the majority of dogs were rescued from puppy farms and we do take in dogs that were actually being abandoned like the case today right and we have owners that they could no longer keep the dogs animal so they actually surrendered the dogs to us and some of those stories are actually hard, quite heartbreaking yeah, so a lot like of an old couple or or yeah old, we have a couple of that yeah, yeah so the reason we actually receiving three um appeal in a way that the owner could no longer keep the dogs because they are pregnant right yeah they say that uh the baby is coming the dog has to go. Mm. So that is really one of the very, very sad things. I mean, into the Chinese New Year period, whereby right. the whole family should be gathering together and the animal has to go. And because they're part of the family, I felt that this is really painful for me to know this kind of thing. And when we don't take this dog, the owner will start threatening us like, okay, if you're not going to take this dog, we will put the dogs down or we'll send the dog to SPCA or whatsoever. Right. So we met a lot of such people whereby at the end of the day, the dog is just like a toy to them. They don't have it's any a feeling. Thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So yeah. they don't really appreciate them like like us. So it's really painful. Okay. Well, thank you very much for talking to us. Before I let you go, I have one more thing I'd like you to do. You are clearly, you exist on charity, right? Donations. Yep. How do you get your money? How do you get people to donate to Voices for Animals? How can someone donate? Okay, Voices for Animals... <clears throat> We do appeal for funds. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it, it's, it's all going to be on our Voices for Animal page. Right. And it's often for the medical bills. Because on our adoption drive, there's an adoption fee to be paid for right. every dog adopted. So this helps to actually sustain part of our, like, the maintenance of the dogs. So if we are running out of funds, mm-hmm. we will start appealing on our Facebook page and appealing for help. That's, that's the time that people start coming in and donates to us. Okay, so if you're listening and you were thinking maybe it would be good to get a dog in because it's the dog year and maybe it will bring you luck, maybe this will bring you even more luck to do something really good, to pay it forward. Maybe you're not ready to be a pet owner, but you can certainly be a donor. Yes. So make a donation to Voices for Animals and we'll bring back Derek another time and maybe he can tell us then if he had to rescue some Chinese New Year puppies. Oh, okay. (laughs) In the future. Thank you so much, Derek, for coming and talking to us and good luck with the drive at the end of February. If you remind me, 
I'll remind Money FM listeners about it. Thank you so much.